to Glory to Glory, the radio teaching ministry of Calvary Chapel of the Harbor. Join us now in our study as we open the Word together. Okay, so we've been looking at the fact that the Apostle Peter He's been writing to those that had to flee from their homeland. They're, they're in Asia Minor, a place that we call today Turkey. They left Israel. They, these are believers in Jesus Christ. Persecution is so heavy, they're fleeing for their lives. They're, they're escaping for their lives, trying to start off a new life. And Peter writes this uh, letter, this epistle. He, he writes to them to give them comfort, to give them hope. But also he's, he's writing to them to give them instruction. And if you recall, last week we, we talked about how he, he asked us, or asked them, but it still applies to us, uh, that we should be different than this world, that people are watching us. We're to abstain from fleshly lust because it wars against our soul. The fleshly lust brings confusion. It brings, you know, it, it causes us not to make good decisions. It, it wars against us, our mind and our personality, our decision-making process. So we, we looked at that last week. But here now he talks about our relationship with civil government, our relationship with governing authorities, our relationship with God, and also our relationship uh, with people in general. And so I want to look back at, the, at verse 13 where it says, therefore submit yourself to every ordinance of men for the Lord's sake, whether to the king is supreme or to the governors. If you're a note taker, to submit means not only to obey, but it means to come underneath. It means to uh, subject yourself underneath. It's like a military term. We're to submit. We're to come underneath uh, something or someone. In this case, we're to come underneath government. We're to come underneath the king. And we would say today the president. And we're to come underneath the local government. So it, we're to submit underneath these things. As we did the build out, we had city codes and ordinances we had to comply with. They actually cost us a lot of money to comply with those. We, we had to replace all the doors that are here. None of the doors were up to code, so we had to replace all, I mean, all the doors had to be brand new. And I remember at first, I'm like, all the doors? What do we, why do we have to place, replace all the doors? I was like, well, they don't match code, and you can't have them, so we had to, you know, replace them. All the hardware that are on these doors, there's, uh, there's ordinances for that because we're an assembly. We're, if you notice, there's a bar there for the, to, to get out, you know, outside. You can just touch that bar and the door opens immediately. So all the doors have to be like that. So if there's a fire, we can get out right away. So we had to do that. We had to meet with the, the Coastal Commission to get their approval. We had to meet with the, the, the city council to get their approval. So it was like, to, if you looked at it in one way, it was just a bunch of red tape. But reality is, those things are here for us. We have a sprinkler system, fire sprinkler system we had to pay for, but we need that. And so, you know, government regulations and rules, sometimes we can, you know, get upset about it and say, well, why do they do this? And why is it costing us so much money? But, but really, it's for our safety. It's, it's for us. 
I remember when they, and I, I've told this story before, but I love this story. I remember uh, while we were doing the build out, if you're here with us, uh, we had all kinds of volunteers. We had like, I don't know, anywhere from 50 to 100 volunteers. It was just a wonderful thing. Everyone was coming out to volunteer. And so we're getting ready for our demo day and we're just ready for demo day. We're like, it's demo day, right? So we've got all these volunteers and the city told us you can't, nobody can go in the building without a hard hat and work shoes. And I was like, what do you mean? That's, that's a lot of hard hats. You know, we got to buy hard hats for these people. So I'm like, there's no way. And I'm like, you guys are dis- discriminating against us because we're a church and this is wrong and you, we shouldn't have to do this. And so we literally had to get as much, we had to buy as many hard hats as we could. And if they didn't have boots, they weren't allowed. If they didn't have work boots, they weren't even allowed in the building. They had to work outside and all this kind of stuff. And I was just like, I can't believe this and this red tape and all this. But check this out. The first thing I, is we were clearing stuff out of here. There was a, a galvanized pipe that I picked up. It's like a two-inch heavy galvanized pipe, right? So I'm all excited, demo day, and I grabbed this big pipe, and I went to throw it up on my shoulders, like 10, 15 foot long. I went to throw it up on my shoulder while there was sta- someone standing behind me, and they hit him right on the head, and it bounced off the hard hat. And he started laughing. And I thought, I could have just killed him. And literally, it would have definitely put him in the hospital, or I could have killed him with this. I mean, this thing weighed, I don't know, 80 pounds, 100 pounds. It was just big and heavy, and it hit him right on the head. I'm thinking, good thing we've got hard hats. <laughs> Go government. <laughs> it's for our safety. And we're called to obey. Do you notice every ordinance? Sometimes we think, well, maybe we'll do 80% of it, but all of it, I don't know. No, every ordinance. Do you notice Why? For the Lord's sake. We're doing it as unto the Lord. It's for the Lord's sake we do these things. So when we submit to those that are over us, it's like, Lord, I'm submitting as unto you, God. You've placed them here, so, Lord, I'm going to do this for your sake. Isn't it better when we do things for the Lord's sake? God, I'm doing this for the Lord's sake. If, If you're not doing ministry for the Lord's sake, you're really not doing ministry. We're to do it for the Lord's sake. When we do anything, we're to do it as heartily as we can, as unto the, as unto the Lord. Remember in Luke chapter 20 when the religious leaders, they, they tried to trap Jesus. Do you remember that? Now, I'll, I'll put it up on the screen. So they tried to trap them, and it says, so they watched him, talking about Jesus, and they sent spies who pretended to be righteous. Do you know we have some of those in the church? They're just here spying out the place. They're pretending to be righteous. They're not really Christians. It was the same in Jesus' day. So they sent out spies. The religious leaders, they sent out spies. They're trying to trap Jesus. So they're pretending to be righteous. They weren't righteous. They were there to trap Jesus. And and so they, they, they did that, that they might seize on his words in order to deliver him to, do you notice this, the powers and the authorities of the government? So they wanted to trap him in some way so the government would take hold of him and arrest him and block him up. So they, they came up with the scheme and they said, and they asked him, saying, teacher, we know that you say and teach rightly and that you do not show partiality or favoritism, but you teach the way of God in truth. So they're puffing him up. You're just the greatest. You just speak in truth and you're so good. They're just setting him up, trying to trap him. And as they said that, they said, This is the question. Is it lawful for us to pay taxes to Caesar or not? I wish Jesus would have said, no, you never have to pay taxes. Wouldn't that be great? (laughs) They would have been settled right here. And they're trying to trap him. But he, Jesus, perceived 
their craftiness and said to them, why do you test me? And he says, show me a denarius. And he says, Who Im- whose image is inscribed on it or whose, whose image is described? And they answered and said, Caesar's. And he said to them, render therefore Caesar the things that are Caesar's and to God the things that are God's. And he just silenced them. This is very important for us. We're to render Caesar, the government, what belongs to Caesar. We're to pay our taxes. We're to not cheat on our taxes. We're to to pay fines and fees. We're to submit ourselves unto government. We're not to try to swindle and try to get away with these things. But we're we're to render to God what belongs to God. Amen? So we're to render our worship to him, our devotion to him. We're, we're to render ourselves completely to him. And do you ever notice something? It, it inscribed on the coin was Caesar's image, right? But do you realize God is inscribed on each one of us? We're in the image of God. We belong to him. Let me say this when we talk about government and obedience. We're to obey the government as long as it doesn't go against the word of God. If the government asks us to do something that goes against the word of God, then we're, we're to obey God first, right? If they say we cannot read the Bible, well, then we're going to disobey. We're going to read the Bible. If they say we can't assemble ourselves together and worship God, we're, we're going to listen to God first. We're going to assemble. We're going to worship God. So we're to obey God first. As long as it doesn't uh, contradict the word of God, we're to submit ourselves to every ordinance and every law to, to the government. But it better line up with the word. Example, it's legal to have an abortion. That's legal. The government says legal. You can do it. No problem. Even in New York, we talked about this last week, the law that they have now, they're celebrating the fact that the moment of the birth, you can kill a child up to the moment of birth. Did you know Virginia, they, they tried, the governor of Virginia tried to pass a law saying, even after the birth of the baby, we can kill the baby. As long as the mother's okay with it and the doctor's okay with it, go ahead and kill the baby. After birth. Are they taking crazy pills? That's evil. So no, we don't obey in that way. And I just want to say, if you're, if you're here, a woman here that have had an abortion before and you've realized it's wrong, you've confessed it to the Lord, you've repented of it and you know it's sin, you're forgiven. That's, that's God forgives all sin. So I don't want to misrepresent that, but the fact is that our government says it's okay, but that doesn't mean it's okay. We're to obey God first. Another good one. I get this question asked to me from time to time. They say, well, the state of California legalized marijuana, so pastor, can I, can I smoke? Well, there's people in this church that, that ask me that question, and they want to know, can, is it okay? It's legal, right? I can do this, right? Well, let me tell you what I believe the word says. No, you can't do it. Why, you might say. Well, because if you look at Galatians 5, if you look at different scriptures, Revelation 21, 8, there, there's a, a word that's in the Greek, it's called pharmakia. It talks about mind-altering drugs. It's, the English word is sorcery or sorcerers. And if you practice such things, you will not go to heaven. That's not my words. That's God's word. So if you, you practice mind-altering drugs where you're getting high and you have the euphoric uh, feeling of getting, you know, you're using drugs to get high and to alter your senses and mind and all that, you're opening yourself up. It's, actual, it's actually even uh, connected to witchcraft and rebellion is what it's connected to. And you see people, I know people that are getting high and it, it causes rebellion. It causes, a, they open up to another spiritual realm that's not of God. Are we to obey that or we say, well, the government says it's cool, so it's good with me. No, well, 
God's word supersedes, and so we listen to him first. Amen? Amen. Sort of submit to the government as long as it doesn't go against the word of God. Do you remember in Acts chapter 3, remember Peter and John, they went to the temple, and as they were going up to the temple, there was a, a man that was lame there at the gate called Beautiful. Remember that he was begging alms, and Peter looked at him intently and says, silver and gold have I none, but what I have I give you in the name of Jesus, rise up and walk. And the man was healed instantly. Remember that? And we're told that he, he went into the temple and he was leaping and dancing, just getting all excited. And people were like amazed. They knew this was the man that was lame, the, the man that was begging. And they knew that something happened. And they were looking at Peter and John like, like, wow, you guys are just so awesome. You guys are so great. Remember what Peter and John said? They said, why are you looking at us as if we're anything? They said, it's Jesus that did this. And they started preaching Jesus Christ. And it tells us that at the end of that, like 5,000 people were added to the church because of this great witness as they pointed to Jesus. But do you remember what the religious leaders did? Remember they seized them. They, they took hold of them. And they, they didn't know what to do because they knew this miracle had taken place. And they're like, what do we do with these guys? If we arrest them, we're going to get, these guys are going to get upset. The, the followers are going to get upset with us. So what are we going to do? So remember what they said to Peter and John? They told them not to teach or speak in the name of Jesus anymore. And what do you think they did? They said, whether it's right in the sight of God to listen to you more than God, he says, you judge that. You want us to listen to you over God, you judge. But they said, we cannot speak the things, we cannot but speak the things which we have seen and heard. In other words, they said, sorry, we're going to obey God over you. And that's what we're to do. Let's go back. Let's go back in our text. Verse 14. So it goes on, verse 14, it says, as to those who are sent by him, the government, for the punishment of evildoers and for the praise of those who do good. So we know that as we talked about, government is here for us to, uh, for safety, we're to obey their ordinances and laws and their codes, but also, do you realize that government's there to punish evildoers and to praise those that do good? That's part of what they're supposed to do. And isn't it good when they hunt down the bad guys? And that's what they're called to do. But I like this. I don't think we think of this too often. They're to praise those that do good. I think of the labor of love this past uh, year when we did the labor of love and our beach concert and all. The Orange County supervisor, Michelle Steele, she, her and uh, Tim Whitaker, her assistant, they presented us. I'll, I'll put it up on the board if you weren't there. They presented us with a, a plaque recognizing our achievements, recognizing we're, we're doing good in our community and it's a free service. And so they, they present us with that. But do you realize that's what they're supposed to do? There too, what did we just read? For the praise of those who do good. And it's in the hallway if you didn't see it. Well, check this out. This year, the Huntington Beach Mayor's Office is gonna present us with an award for the Labor of Love Music Fest. Isn't that awesome? I just want to say thanks to Chris and Craig McDonald, who are just, uh, they have that connection with the city and all that they help us with that. So, so I just want to thank God. But, but do you realize what I'm trying to get at is go back to that verse, is that that's what they're called to do. They're not only to, to take care of evildoers, but they're also called to praise those that are do good, do, that do good. They're to, to, to praise people and, and events and things that are, you know, that are godly, things that are good. And that's what they're called to do. 
I also think of uh, John Jubeau that goes to our church here. He served in Vietnam. Well, I was told that just, uh, just recently uh, they told him that he's going to get a purple heart for that. Isn't that awesome? Let's give the Lord a hand. But according to 1 Peter 2.14, that's what, that's what they're called to do. Verse 15, for this is the will of God. Do you want to know God's will? By doing good, you put to silence the ignorance of foolish men. In other words, they should see a difference in us. We should be law-abiding citizens. We should not try to scheme and scam and try to you know, manipulate and, and do things our way and not the way that we should. We should be those that submit to the government and ordinances. But listen to this. As free, yet not using liberty as a cloak for vice, but as bondservants of God. A cloak is a covering. The, the vice is evil or wickedness. We're, we're not to, for example, we're not to say, well, I only answer to God. I don't have to do what the government tells me. And you're using it as a covering uh, to do evil, to do what you want to do. So he's saying, don't do that. Be a bondservant of God. I think a good example of that is I've heard people that, that say, well, you know, we're living together and we don't need to get married because, you know, in the eyes of God, we're already married. Well, that falls under this. No, the, the, the law of the land says you need a marriage certificate and you're to obey the laws of the land. So uh, you have people that do that. They say, no, God understands. God, I'm right with God. And God's, you know, he sees this. And so don't use it as a covering. Don't, don't use your freedom saying, oh, I'm free from, from the government. I'm free from anybody. I just answer right to God. No. This verse would come against that. Let's, let's look at this last verse. I love this verse. Honor all people. Love the brotherhood. Fear God. Honor the king. Honor all people. Respect all people. Show respect to everybody. Love the brotherhood means love the brothers and sisters in Christ. Those that are in the church, we're to love one another. Fear God, reverence God, bow to God, be obedient to just, just be in awe of who he is. You should, we should all be in awe of who our creator is. He is awesome and he's worthy to be praised. So fear and honor him and honor the king. That would be the ruler of the land. Today we have a president. We're to, we're to honor him. No matter what your political uh, persuasion is, no matter what you believe, uh, you may or may or may not like those that are in political positions, but we're to respect their position. We're to respect the, the presidency. We're to respect those that are in government, in, in places of honor. We're to honor that position. And we should be careful how we talk about those that God has put in place. Romans 13 makes it very clear. They're ministers of God. God puts everybody in government. And you might say, why did he put that person in government? Well... Think of Nebuchadnezzar. He's probably one of the most wicked kings that ever lived. He was a dictator. But God put Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego, and God put Daniel in his life. And Nebuchadnezzar became a believer in God. Why did God allow him in that place of position? Because God knew what he was going to do with him. And God knew he was going to become like a beast one day. Until he looked up and honored the king of kings and the Lord of lords. And God restored his kingdom. And God blessed him. We're to honor those that are in government. Do we agree with everything they do or say? No, we don't have to agree with them. 
But if it comes against God's word, we're to do what God says first. But as I close, I, I want to point out we're to honor all people. We're to respect all people. Every person, believer or unbeliever, is made in the image of God. And we're not to disrespect people because we feel that, oh, they're not a special person. They're not, oh, they're just this person or that person. Well, I'll honor these people, but I'm not going to honor those people. And and we have to be careful that we honor all people. They're made in the image of God. Just recently, our vacuum cleaner went out. And we had it for over two years. And my wife says, well, you know, we bought it at Lowe's. She says, so why don't we just take it back and get our money back? I said, honey, it's been over two years. And she says, well, all I can say is no. And I'm like, well, it's a waste of time. I don't know if you know me very well, but I do not like wasting time. I like, you know, I like to take advantage of the time that I have. So I'm like, honey, it's a waste of time. She says, well, we need to get something from there anyhow. So on the way, I'm like, honey, there's a 90, do you understand? I just want you to understand. There's a 99.9% chance we're not going to get a return for this. This is over two years old. So we bring it up to the lady, Maria, sweet, sweet lady. We, we, you know, so we tell her, she says, how long have you had it? And we told her, you know, two years or more and maybe five. No, 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 two years. Yes. My wife's like, it wasn't, I'm just joking. Two years. So this Maria is so sweet and she's like looking at the computer. She goes, you know, we don't carry this anymore. We're like, oh, really? And she goes, well, hold on, let me see. And, she, da, 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 and she's punching away. She goes, I can't find it anywhere on the computer. So, well, we for sure got it. And she goes, hold on, da, 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 da. she's just, just typing in. She's just trying to work, you know, just rigorously to help us. And she goes, no. And she, so she calls someone over to help. And so the other person comes to try to help and they're trying to work this on. She's like this and they're doing And I'm like, honey, da, 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 we're not going to get any money. <laughs> Like, you don't carry it anymore? No, we don't carry it anymore. And then just out of the blue, I mean, she did everything she could. Out of the blue, she says, okay, so that's $140 we're giving back. And I'm like, what? And my wife is like, see, I told you, we might get it back. And then she says, well, what was the percentage you said? And I just, I'm using this as an example to say this woman, Maria, we, we went online and we did a, a review for her because she was just so sweet. She tried just earnestly to, to help us out any way she could. She didn't know us from Adam. She didn't know who, you know, we, we didn't know her at all. But, but when I, I look at people like that, we're to honor all people. We're to go out of our way for all people. We're to respect people. We're to to realize this person is made in the image of God. We might not agree with them, and we might not agree with them politically. We may not agree with them spiritually. We may not agree with them in many ways, but we're to honor all people. We're to respect them. Some people even bring, like, they get mad and upset with other people that see things differently than they do. And I know personally, listen, listen, I'll go off of the the Super Bowl thing. I just want to say personally, we live in a country now that's more divided than I've ever seen in my whole entire life. And I believe we see such disrespect when we look at our government and how they fight and bicker and everything, there is such disrespect going on in our government today. And there's such great division like I've never seen in my lifetime. Folks, believers, Christians, we're to be different. We're to pray for those that are in government. We're to respect them. We're to honor them. 
But we're to be different. We're to be those that love all people, that honor people, that respect people. No matter what they believe in, we have to have respect for those because the Bible tells us honor how many people? All people. So, as we close, this time I'm closing. <laughs> as believers, let's remember, let's, let's keep in mind we're called to obey the laws of this land. But first and foremost, we're called to bow and reverence the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Listening to Glory to Glory with Pastor Joe Pettick, an outreach of Calvary Chapel of the Harbor. If you would like to enter into a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, call now at 714-788-8221. That's 714-788-8221. We'd like to extend an invitation to visit us here at Calvary Chapel of the Harbor. Our address is 16450 Pacific Coast Highway in Huntington Beach, California, 92649. We're located in Peter's Landing Marina in Huntington Harbor. Our Sunday service times are 10 a.m. and 12 o'clock noon. Our Tuesday evening Bible study begins at 7 p.m. Now, may we continue to go to His throne of mercy as He changes us from glory to glory.